Welcome to Contextless, the podcast where if they wanted to, they would. My po- my my guest today is one of my favorite human beings, beings like a frijole, frijol, right? Yeah. And her and I met earlier this year at our school, at our university, university because we were both working at our school's magazine and even though we've known each other for like less than a year, I feel like we're spiritually linked. We get each other. She, she is someone who I view as a sage, a m- person full of magic, someone who I can always depend on. Like like Mother Nature energy, like Gaia. And her music taste is amazing. And she's a hardworking bitch. She's so creative and talented. She's a YouTuber. She's so creative. And not gonna lie... This is a perfect timing because I would not have anyone else on this podcast today. I am looking forward to this conversation. This is the one and only, the legend, the icon, Paige Acosta. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. And yes, we are linked like some chicken apple sausages. I don't think I've ever had those. Um, well, excuse you. You should try them. And um, Italian sausage is pretty good, too. Are they vegan? They can be. Okay, because I'm not vegan. I just wanted to be annoying and ask excuse if they were vegan. Me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I just, I'm really looking forward to this conversation because, like, in all honesty, TBH, to be honest... No, TBQH, to be quite honest. Okay. This week was, like, not a bad week for me, but just, like, a difficult week. Just difficult for me, personally. Just, like, just, like, just, like, professional stuff. You know, work, work hits different when it's bad. You know what I mean? I don't want to get into the specifics, but then it's just, like, I had a bad work day. Let's just say that. And I just want to say that hits different than romantic, like personal bad days, like social bad days or whatever, I th- to me anyways. But I'm alive and I bounce back from it. But yeah, I just want to say that this is exactly the perfect way to end my be- week with like the one and only Paige. Do you know, do you want to say like how we first like met? Because it's one of my, fa- it's like my, one of my favorite things. Okay, well, now the pressure's on, and I hope that my brain has enough functioning capacity to remember this correctly, but um, I don't know the exact moment. I just know that you were a bad bitch in class, and that I was like, oh, whomst. And then we started talking, and then I was like, yes, Fernando is a queen, and we've matched like this. We've synced. Our souls have synced. Our cycles have synced. And now here we are, two queens living life, but kind of not really because COVID, but you know. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's that's pretty pretty much how we met, unless I got that completely wrong. No, that's pretty much what I was going to say also. But I just, I, specifically when we first uh, met this January, you I think you told me that you were intimidated by me you thought I was unapproachable or something like that oh that's correct yeah that's because when I say bad bitch I mean like 
oh, she a little unapproachable, but I mean, I'm going to go for it anyway, because why not? But <laughs> yeah, no, like definitely got those vibes. Like, I don't want to talk to this one, but that makes me want to talk to this one. Do you feel? I do feel. I do feel. Yeah, I just always, that always like stuns me whenever I remember it. Because I'm like, how am I unapproachable? Because like, I, I love people, you know? But I know it's like a very thing. I have a face. I have uh, an energy. My body language very much is like, don't approach me, but please do. Body language is like, yours in class was like, let me apply my lipstick and walk out of here in my nine inch boots and my sunglasses. Don't talk to me on the way in. Don't talk to me on the way out, but maybe ask me a journalism-related question in class. And that was a vibe that I got. <laughs> That's the vibe I want to maintain for the rest of my career. That's my vibe. That's what I was going for, I feel like, subconsciously. I didn't even know I like was doing that, but we love that. We love that. Yes. Okay, so this past week has been a whirlwind of a week. And I'm gonna take it back. I'm, we're gonna be. I'm gonna begin by talking about last Friday. What happened? Like around this time of day, last Friday, the late RBG. RBG passed away today, like a week ago. Can you stop? What do you mean stop? <laughs> She's dead. What do you mean stop? I she know. stopped. Okay. Okay. That was just like the cherry on top. But then again, I can't even say that because every time I think that 2020 isn't going to get any worse or it's not going to get any more fucked up or something out of nowhere is going to happen and ruin my day, it happens. It gets more fucked up. 2020 is just like a snowball that keeps rolling and clumping together more snow and more traction. And in a way... Okay, unpopular opinion. Mm -hmm. Unpopular opinion. 2020 feels like a terrible year, but I honestly think that 2020 was a catalyst, or is a catalyst for greater things that are to come. Like, it's the unveiling. Like, we need the pain to grow. I'm not saying we needed RBG to die. I always gotta pause and think about her name. Okay, mm -hmm. because I think of R. RGB, like red, green, blue, because that's how my photo journalism <laughs> Yeah. But I feel like things like that, or the BLM movement, or how our country is handling coronavirus, it's like the wake-up call we needed, because if we stayed in our comfort zone, nothing would ever change. So, like I said, I'm not happy that these, these things happen and they're affecting people the way that they are, but, like, it is a slap in the face that RBG died. And if I fuck up her name saying R RGB, red, green, blue, yeah, if I fuck up her name saying RGB, I apologize in advance. Because that's not my intention, but that's just how my brain is right now. But it is it has been a hard week this is just uh it's not even not even the week the year yeah because uh i've definitely heard people the past week like mess up rbg and spell it otherwise so no worries you're fine but also i completely agree with what you're saying about this like being a catalyst and being an unveiling because i felt the same way about the 2016 election because i remember the day after the election was a thursday 
and I went in one of my classes, and we did a, like, sharing circle, because everyone was, like, in mourning, right? And we, our professor, she was like, everyone, we're going to go around, and we're going to describe how we feel right now in one word. And everybody went around, and they were, like, miserable, hopeless, sad, like, all those words, angry. And then they got to me, and you know what I said? Without hesitation, I said, hopeful. Because I knew all the good shit that was going to come from this piece of shit getting in the office the day after the election. I knew all the... I wish I was you. All, I, I knew all the good was going to happen. I didn't even... Like, I didn't, like... I wasn't, like, sore. Like, I, was, I wasn't in, like, pain that whole day. But, like, honestly, people's pain are valid and stuff. But that's a little funny story I just want to share. But also... RBG's death, like, like she really did have. Did she really have to die on a Friday, <laughs> like right when we thought we made it safely into the weekend? Not why couldn't it be like a Wednesday? But okay, and but yeah, her her. Have you watched her documentary? I think it was on. It was a CNN documentary. Have you watched it? No. Yeah, I bring it up because. Uh, her body is like being late. It's like right now it's at this uh, Capitol building in Washington DC and people are going and I mentioned it because I don't know if you've seen the video But she had a personal trainer of like 20 years, right? And she would she's she was known for like working out even though you know She was at her age, but I bring it up because there's a video today going viral of her personal trainer going up to the casket and like standing in front of it and he does like a set of push-ups at not on the casket like he's doing it on the ground but in front of the casket all around these like you know like army people dressed up and stuff and people were like oh that's so like touching but then other people are like that's awkward but then i'm all like that was their like thing you know i don't think it's i mean if he is it he yeah he them okay if if his personal trainer and and RBG had been training together for twenty years, I don't think people have room to judge what he does at at her funeral. Um, like obviously they knew each other very well, and it is kind of awkward from an outsider's perspective. But I mean, I could see how that's just his way of like respecting respecting her, and that's like. I don't know that's some movie shit that's kind of sad it is the movie shit i saw i saw a tweet where it said like not like you couldn't write this like no one could have written that as like a thing in a movie and also like her passing it's just like it really puts in a perspective like how important like it is to vote not to sound like super like uh but like you know it's just the cards are being stacked against us and by us i mean crazy left liberals i mean socialists i'm kidding but you know what i mean it's just very weird and have you heard the news today of like who the president picked as her like new pick no he picked uh a judge named amy coney barrett and she's been in the news this past week because she's super, allegedly, she's super religious and very much like 
doesn't do separation of church and state. Allegedly. Can I say something really quick about that? Yeah. Like you bring religion into this. I just think it's so ironic that the most devilish people in this fucking country, the most twisted people, the most like hardcore conservative far right people always use religion and their faith in God and the love of God and the power of Jesus like as a cloak of innocence it it's like they try to they try to justify their actions or kind of like compensate for them by just claiming that like Donald Trump says he goes to church and that motherfucker held the bible upside down in a photo like come on now y'all ain't that religious and there should be a separation of, of church and state like that's how things get messy you know the united states the united states one of our founding principles is to not is to be able to choose whatever religion that you want or mm-hmm. to not have religion and so why why are we bringing that into politics but then I could ask, why are we bringing a lot of other things that shouldn't be in politics into politics? But, as you were saying. No, but, like, yeah, I appreciate the what you just said, because, come on, history lesson, come on. And it's also, like, bruh, America was founded because the British fleed religious persecution. Literally, <laughs> and it's all about freedom of religion, freedom of speech. And it's super weird how... They re- re- not weird. Weird's too tame of a word. It's like evil. How like religious people, specifically, I want to say Christians. I want to. I'm pointing them out, calling them out, <laughs> and how they, as you said, use religion as like an excuse to treat other people badly. When it's just like, isn't all religion, all religions about like just respect, and we're all from the same place or something like that? I don't know. I mean, I was religious at one point. I was a Catholic, but, like, that never really resonated with me, and I found my way out of that very quickly. But I was brought up with those ideals, and um, it's just... Religion, it, it shouldn't be brought into politics. It makes everything so much more messier and complicated than it needs to be. And the thing with politics right now is I feel like people are bringing their own personal morals lack of morals or values into politics right now and it's it's ridiculous i mean the same for example the same uh people that are like yeah it's fine that like ice detainees are getting hysterectomies without consent the those people are the same people that are like yeah pro-life that baby has a life that like not even fully developed fetus in you has a life and a conscious and you're killing it and so i'm just i'm just so like you the know hypocrisy the, the selective the, the outrage that's... yes yes i just i don't get it i don't get it like y'all want to have your cake and eat it too and that is not how this works no that's some shit cake then i don't want any of that cake and it's also the i love that you brought that up because they're really not pro life if no. they're hurting people's lives in the process, you know? They're taking away the ability for other women to have a child, to give life. And that's just, like, the thing that hurts me about that is, well, a lot of things hurt me about that. But it's also 
that you know some of these doctors are saying oh yeah we'll consent but how can they give consent when let's say they don't speak english very well or at all or they just don't understand what the doctor is saying because like my grandma personal story you know like when she was having my mom in the hospital years and years and years ago back in the 60s she didn't speak english and she said she woke up like days later after her delivery day she didn't know what the doctor had like given her for sedatives her her baby her firstborn child my mom wasn't with her in the room she was like out of it and it's like it's it's fucked up um how dehumanizing how dehumanizing that is yeah because as because here we go into this we're gonna get deep here but like people of color they were seen as expendable we're seen as like human chattel you know like just like numbers like percentages you know and like we're not even treated as people as some of it especially in medical senses or like in uh cap uh like capital circumstances whether it's like pay equity and stuff like that it's super disgusting and and also pro-life reminds me of like people saying all lives matter right oh my and i saw i saw this one video on social media of someone explaining how all lives matter isn't actually a movement or an organization it's it was created with the sole intent of putting down black lives matter because if all lives matter really were about all lives matter like if they actually thought all lives mattered wouldn't they be joining and working with black lives matter and with every other group because all lives matter literally literally yeah it's it's going back to that notion of hypocrisy and wanting to have your cake and eat it too and going back to what you were just saying um it's about people of color a minute ago i feel like especially in america and the u.s people of color are used to make money but people of color do not make money for themselves they really don't like they do but it's not livable wages um during this pandemic we're seeing how a lot of people of color these communities are suffering because they don't have jobs where they can you know take paid time off sick time vacation time um they don't have those amenities that the white population has for the most part and they are seen as expendable it's like oh well we need service workers so you just need to be there and do it it's not fair it's like why are they why are communities of color even in service jobs and it's because the system has failed them the system never was there for them it's it's a fucking trap like i feel like the american dream is so dumb it's so dumb it's so overrated it's a con it doesn't exist it never existed the the american dream was only ever intended for white immigrants per and that's only after certain white ethnicity groups were deemed like white because you know how irish people and immig- and then italian people when they first started migrating in america they were treated like shit but then they actually became white you know correct they were indentured servants and what changed was when we started getting when we started importing slaves from africa 
Native American slaves taking over their land and, and enslaving them, it was easier to have more people on the side of the colonizers when it when they could tell them, you know, like the Irish or the Italians, well, you guys look like us, but there's this clear divide between us and quote unquote those savages, whether it be um, Asians or Native American people um, or or black people. It was easier to demonize them because physically they didn't look the same. And that, I think that was, we getting deep in here. We getting deep in the group chat. Yes. Oh my. It's just, it's horrible. It's, it's truly terrible. Um, I don't know. I was actually reading the constitution the other day. And oh, what's so that? Cool. I've never heard of that. Do you recommend it? Excuse me. Do you recommend that? Five stars on Yelp. Okay. Okay. Well, I was reading it's not written by J.K. Rowling, right? Classes. Fuck out of here. We don't talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't speak about Voldemort up in here. Okay. 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 It who must not be named. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, going. Yeah, but like, yeah, reading the Constitution. What have you learned from it? What is this? What have you learned from it? Well, okay. The U.S. Constitution, I'm just going to do a quick Google search so I can blast Donald Trump very blatantly. Didn't, didn't freaking Nicolas Cage steal the Constitution in that one movie? Um, or was it the Declaration of Independence? I do not know. I okay. don't know. I don't follow Nicolas Cage. As you shouldn't, okay? As you shouldn't. Okay. Basically... In here, in in the U.S. Constitution, the whole point was like, okay, the king is unjust, the king taxes us unfairly, the king, um, <clears throat> the king rigs his uh, elections and who he has in power, and it's so funny because you read it and it's like everything that Donald Trump is doing, and that's our Constitution. And so many people have never even read the Constitution. And if they just read it, they would see how hypocritical it is to have someone like Donald Trump in power who is literally abusing his power as the president. He's supposed to be the protector of our country, and he's abusing his rights and his power right now. And that's what the King of England was doing, and that's why we left. It just seems so so cyclical, the way that this is all going down, but... Like I was saying earlier, I'm going to be hopeful. My Sagittarius moon, my optimism is coming up. I don't, I think that things are so bad right now because it's going to get better. I agree. And like the whole point about him abusing his powers, but his supporters don't mind that because they think he's abusing those powers for them. And they're right. fine with that. They're fine with that because even though he's not doing shit for them, you know, and it's this whole thing of like, why do like why not to generalize Trump supporters, but like let's say let's say because you know it's like a thing that usually it's like poor poorer people like in the middle of America who like support him like I don't want to generalize but that's like the depiction of Trump supporters and it's just like why do you think this like wealthy ass man who's never worked a day in his life would work on your behalf why would he want anything good for you. Like, I don't understand that. He's, he conned them, basically. And that's funny to me. No, I mean, it's... 
That's correct. He's just, um, I, I really just feel like he's a manipulator with money. If you've ever, like, read one of his, one of, uh, his speeches at his rallies, just read it, like a transcription of it, it's just him bumbling and stumbling and falling all over his words but with such charisma that the crowd is like, yes. But that's him being Naga. real. He's not like other corrupt politicians. He's he's uh, he's unfiltered. He speaks what he thinks. Uh, that's what they all say, and I fucking hate it so much. Oh, my God. I just don't get, like, the people that Trump targets are people that are uneducated. And, and that's on that. Like, I don't know how else to say that. He targets people that are uneducated. He said that before. People who aren't media literate. No, exactly. People that people that are not media literate, people that um, are easily controlled and manipulated, and he knows he can tell them that there is this great vision and plan for America that at this point there isn't. Like, America does have a very great military force, but what does that matter if our people are hella dumb? You go to other countries in the world and everywhere else, uh, the kids there speak multiple languages, at least two. At least two. Yeah, it's extremely useful. They're way more competent in math, and math is a universal language that we should all know. You know you I don't want to know math, though. Mm-mm-mm. I mean... Okay, I don't want to use math. There we go. I don't mind knowing it, but using it, no thank you. Okay, that's fair. But it's like... Education is so much more powerful, and I feel like we already have a strong military... Can we worry about bigger things, like the fact that nothing really backs the U.S. dollar anymore? Like, we broke broke. That part. And that reminds me, because I saw a post on social media talking about the same exact thing, saying how, like, they, like, Universal College, they don't, like, the Republicans don't want, you know, like, free college, because if people go to college and become educated they'll see the systems in place are fucking trash which is what and then they wouldn't have people going to the army because they'd be educated and be able to get good jobs so oh. it it's all connected they bash academia because they want bodies to wrangle in for the army and to keep them as like not to be corny or like put anyone down but like sheep pretty much you know but you know what I mean it's all connected sis it's all connected disgusting but it's true I mean I I was learning about like tracking or looking more into tracking in schools um the other day and and truly like you'll be tracked we already are yeah like you you're, you're tracked and they'll target um poorer students straight out of high school like hey you know you're not looking into college that's not for you that's fine. Don't expand your mind. Come fight in the military, and then we'll promise you A, B, and C, and D, which is cool. You know, we'll pay for your college education if you want to go afterwards. But like, who's to say you know you don't have to go serve in a war or go fight? Like, even then, you know, one of my family members was killed some number of years ago in training because someone had snuck in and started shooting. They, it, he wasn't even on active duty and he still died and it's terrible like people have PTSD they'll have physical ailments after serving in the military and 
you know, at what point does it matter that the military is going to pay for your college education if you have PTSD and you can't be around people? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like they're, they're putting so much emphasis on the future that they don't realize what that costs now, you know? And that's a very dangerous thing. And earlier, we were talking about, like, the systems in place and how they're all fucked. And I, I posted something on my Instagram. I don't know if you saw this, but, like, it was about so- someone on, on Twitter said that, like, there's no such thing. A, a writer I follow, she's super, I forget her name, but she's super, she's all about, she writes about prison abolishment and how it should be, like, uh, abolished and stuff. Of course, because if it's about prison abolishment. Anyways. But she tweeted out saying how there's no such thing as justice for Breonna Taylor because she was shot in her sleep. Like, we can still discuss what accountability looks like for the police officers or whatnot, but, like, there's no justice here. And I posted that on my story, and I added my own words to it saying, like, these systems in place, whether they be the prison system, the police system, or the justice system, they're all working exactly as designed for and against the people in them. Like they're not quote unquote broken. They're not broken. And they, I remember this. Yeah. And they need to be like dismantled, abolished, defunded, all that. Because there is, I believe that there is no such thing as justice in the same systems that kills innocent people. No, that's true. That's really, really powerful. Um, And I mean, money talks, money talks, bullshit walks. And that's how we have Donald Trump in office. But it's the same thing. Like you look at privatized prisons, um, immigrant detention centers, and it's, they, they get, it's ridiculous. The money gets funded there to have these people in place, but honestly, the money could be going so many other places so that way we don't keep incarcerating people for stupid offenses like having an ounce of weed. Mm-hmm. Why are we taking fathers away from their children, mothers away from their children for that? Like, it's ridiculous. And honestly, like the Breonna Taylor verdict, I can't even say that I was surprised. I wasn't surprised, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't hurt because I feel like I'm numb to it by now. I was just disappointed. Disappointed that this is our reality right now. It is the year 2020. And for us, claiming to be such a developed, modern, civilized society, we ain't shit doing this to other people in the name of money, something that we're never going to take with us when we leave this earth, and and supremacy as well. Like, what is supremacy? If if we could all work together, what? why would we be... Everything would just be... It would function so much smoother and be so much more efficient. I don't understand, but that's just me, and I'm not a neo-Nazi or a white supremacist, so I just I don't get it. And if you were, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. <laughs> but yeah, like for those who don't know, uh, Brianna Taylor, she was killed. 
I want to earlier this year in June or May, w- one night at her home, when her when police officers like raided her like home and her boyfriend thought they were burglars, so the boyfriend pulled out his registered gun and like shot at the police, but then the police shot six bullets into Breonna Taylor and she passed away. Uh, and the verdict came out earlier this week against the three police officers involved in the shooting and one of them was charged but it was for like ill intent or something like for endangering the lives of the neighbors next door Mm because the bullets went through the through the drywall between the homes so that's uh messed up and basically and we were talking about how like people of color lives but all but specifically black lives they just don't matter to like these systems and i saw a person on msnbc i believe like a correspondent and she said that verdict showed me that the u.s justice system values a dry a a, like drywall more than a black woman because they they care more like he was charged for the bullets he missed than the bullet that killed an actual person and it's super crazy and i think i also to your point i wasn't surprised with this verdict because they gave like what over 10 million dollars in a settlement for brianna brianna taylor's family and i feel like they were like that's enough i feel like like there's like that's like enough like appeasement or whatever but also if they were to give the verdict of get, charging everyone, all the officers, as guilty. I feel like that would just upset, like, the base needed for the election or something like that. I don't, I don't want to throw out a conspiracy thing, but you but know, that upset the blue lives matter, motherfuckers. Yeah, because I'm saying, at these, at these protests, whether they black be specifically a Black Lives Matter protest, the police officers don't beat up the white people because they agree with them i believe so some of the police officers do you know they're more aggressive when it's like the actual demonstrators of the movement but i think it's sus it's all crazy this whole verdict thing insane it is it it really is um i mean i'm glad a lot of people are upset about it i'm not happy that i'm not happy about the fact that they feel that way but i'm happy that they feel something and they're not desensitized to this verdict and what that means for you know the other black people or people of color that have faced injustice when it comes to the criminal system um and i don't know i I really think there needs to be something done about like police training as well like i was reading this book called biased um I don't remember the lady's first name, the author, but her last name is Everhart. She was talking about how, like, you know, you hear male black, male black, male black so many times as a police officer during the day. Um, She was talking to this one police officer because she does implicit bias training, and he was from Germany. He grew up there, and then he moved to the United States and became an officer. And he was really bothered. He came up to her during one of those trainings said he was really bothered that he had noticed this change in himself and so had his friends that when he would be in public he would be you know glaring down black men because in his particular um 
station in the city, there were a lot of uh, black scripters used. And the way that they had trained the officers was like, you know, it, it kind of led their mind to think that a, a black male would be dangerous. But this is this isn't a new concept. This is something that, you know, goes back years and years and years, this idea of aggressive black males um, and of of black people being savages and then civilized. And I would like to extend that statement even to indigenous people, um, Hispanic people, Latino mm-hmm. people. You know, it's something I learned about recently was like Latino lynching. And as a Mexican woman, I had no fucking idea what that was. And I felt stupid for not knowing. But it was happening at the same time that black lynching was prevalent. But we don't talk about that because we're too busy learning fucking Anglo-European history. And then, like, let's sprinkle a little something there about slavery to give black people their their 15 minutes of of being heard. You know, it's just the system. (laughs) The system is so broken. It's horrible. And the fact that, like, Trump wants to change the the education agenda for public schools so that way it can be more patriotic is ridiculous yeah but like i was gonna bring that point also because he's saying he wants to change the like the education curriculum and it's this says what's more patriotic than like getting rid of slavery you know it's that type of thing where it's just like what the it's just revisionist bullshit and how like this whole is this whole, it's this whole thing going back to how they want to control education and how they want to like frame it in a more flattering way than for it to be the truth cuz this if you don't learn history history's going to repeat itself but they don't care exactly they don't care <laughs> you know why they don't care cuz it doesn't affect them so if it doesn't affect them they don't care they could just yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking about white people, but also non-black people, non-Latinos, because we all know racism is everywhere, you know. Like it's not one race specific, but yeah, that's crazy. And I don't know, it's something. And then talking about this reminds me of like what's going on with the one and only Megan the Stallion. Oh, bless her soul. Bless Meg and those thighs. And her her freaking bars after bars after bars after bars. Her flow, her energy, her sense of humor. I love it so much. But have you been following, like, do you know what's going on with her recently? How recent is recent? Are we talking, like, WAP recent? Is it WAP or WAP? I say let's start at WAP. Let's start at WAP, and then okay, let's. That's what I thought it was, but okay. I heard some some white man call it WAP, and I was like, that don't sound right. What was is that some wet? What what's wet? I don't know. That was my white boy voice. I don't know. But yeah, WAP. What were your initial thoughts on WAP? I loved it. I was like, oh fuck yes, like a banger from Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. This is what I needed. This is what I want. I was. I didn't even think twice about the controversy that was going to come because of it mm-hmm. i didn't see no damn controversy for me that like, was another sunday like it's another day like yeah <laughs> exactly i was like 
this is great. Like, I love this. Like, this shit slaps. I'm going to play this during my workout when I'm on my way to work. In my daily life while I'm doing homework, I didn't think anything of it. And then I was watching this um, music critic that I like on YouTube, Anthony Fantano. And I think he was doing an episode of Let's Argue where he argues... um, like opinions from different people on mm-hmm. the internet. I know that segment. I'm a fan of Anthony Fantano too, yeah. Yes, the melon. The melon. <laughs> and then he had this episode very shortly um, after the release of WAP, and um, that's where he was He was getting messages from different dudes, and they were just like, oh, like, you know, this song's so nasty. Like, we don't want a woman like that. Why would I want a woman like that? And he was making fun of... That woman like, doesn't want you. Exactly. She don't want that small dick energy. But wasn't there like a politician or something and he was like, oh, I accidentally listened to WAP. Yeah. That's just the most ludicrous thing I have heard in my life. I accidentally listened to WAP. Come on now. That's a whole lie. giving it to you. And that's on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole ass lie, which between two pieces of sourdough bread. Yeah, that's a whole ass lie. My favorite part of the song is like the that one line, the iconic line. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores <laughs> in this house. And I like the specific use of the word whores. Not hoes, not sluts, not cum dumpsters, whores. Because I, I like that word. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm a fan of the film Easy A too much. I don't know. Whores. Um, but like, I just really like that word, a whore, a whore. But yeah, that that line is what I listen. This is what I hear, like in between my sleep paralysis. Like it's just there's some whores in this house. There's some whores. There's some whores in this house. Yeah, but I'll never forget watching the video like minutes after it premiered and seeing that. I don't even know how to refer to her as because I don't want to use her name, but like you know that that. How do I say oh. this? culture vulture i don't know you know oh, who i'm referring to i don't know why Honestly, it, it ruined the video for me it killed the vibe it was gone i was nope literally i was like what the fuck do you have to do with this video with this song can you please exit because i don't want to see you we all know that your forbes cover was fake that you are not a billionaire and that even if you were you were not self-made no ma'am if she's self-made I'm fucking, I don't know, not self-made. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything, but. I don't understand how, like, a side tangent very shortly, like, black-owned beauty, luxury beauty, luxury cosmetics, like Pat McGrath. Uh-huh. Pat McGrath's makeup takes the biggest, wettest shit on Kylie Cosmetics, and Pat McGrath doesn't have a Forbes cover. And you want to know why? Because she's a black woman. And we stand Pat McGrath in this virtual call right now. We stand Pat McGrath. Pat McGrath. We love that. Kylie we love Cosmetics that. Cosmetics is fucking trash. And I'm not even saying that because I don't think that she's a self-made mm-hmm. billionaire. I'm saying it because her shit's whack. She wanted, I think, like, it was something ridiculous for her brush set. Like $400 for a brush set? And that shit was like plastic. It was like some Barbie doll bullshit. Like, you can't be robbing your fans of that money that you know they don't have 
and you come out come out here with some fucking plastic ass packaging for your eyeshadow. Come on now, Kylie. Like, exactly. Do us a little favor here. Yeah, but all it's... I gotta say is certified freak, seven days a week, wet ass pussy make that pull out game weak. Woo. My favorite line is like take the big Mac truck out and put it in this little garage. I don't know. I like that one. But I also think um, the 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 whole makeup thing with her, her makeup brand, it's just like it's all about name recognition and the clout that comes with said name recognition. Because uh, did you hear that their reality show, Keeping Up With The Who Must Not Be Named, they got, it, it's like ended, right? And I personally think it has to do with I don't want to say his name. Ugh. I don't want to say any of these people's names. A certain rapper in the family who's married to a certain to Kim. I I Kim. I'll say Kim's name. Kim's husband. There we go. Kim's husband. Um, I personally think it's because of how he's been doing lately in the news that they just don't want to have that on camera or deal with it. And I I was like when that news broke that the reality show was over. I was like this is Kim's husband's greatest accomplishment. Like, not late registration, not my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, but ending this abomination of a reality TV show. Honestly, can you... Okay, first of all, let me let me, let me me just correct you a little bit. It's over in 2021. It has two more seasons left, and I hate that I know that, but... I, I hate that you know that, too. <laughs> I, know. I know. Okay. Um, second thing, I kind of lost my train of thought, but... Um, I, oh no, I, I, I recall now. Uh, I think a few months ago, maybe like four months ago, Courtney had said that she was gonna be off the show, that she didn't want to be on it anymore because it was too, too stressful. She don't want to be, she didn't want to beat up Kim anymore? Courtney seems the most level-headed out of the sisters, but still, I don't know them personally. I can't speak on that. But mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of it does have to do. I will name him Kanye. I think a lot of it has to do with Kanye and the fact that he's not mentally stable right now. I can't imagine like the stress of having bipolar disorder, going through like manic and depressive episodes as such a huge like celebrity. Like you're so you're so like in the public's eye, and it probably doesn't help that your wife is an attention whore. I mean, that's her job. Pretty much, like I don't. I, it astounds me that people support the Kardashian platform and legacy when they've already got enough money. Like something that deeply offended me was, you know, when BLM was really gaining traction, um, at least in the Bay Area back in June. Um, Kylie Jenner and Kim and Chloe all took to Instagram right away to be like, oh yeah, this is an abomination. I fear for my black children. And with their millions and millions and supposed billions of dollars, they didn't donate not one single dollar to the BLM movement. And their own fucking children are half black. And like, it's that whole thing of like, Bruh, you should care about black lives with or without you having black children. It's the whole thing of, like, when 
when like actors and back when the me too movement started me when the hashtag me too movement started they're like oh yeah i have a daughter i have a sister i'm like you should care about women not being sexually harassed period you shouldn't have to excuse it so that reminded me of what you said about like them being like oh my black children i'm like that you should be up for the cause with or without those children it was just like they should be up for the cause with or without children but as a mother how do you not feel like a piece of shit for not actively doing something like i I don't know if i'm gonna butcher his name but i think he was the founder or co-founder of pinterest alexis ohanian ohanian um that's serena williams baby daddy that fool is white as white could be and he stepped down from his position um as whatever he was like ceo or co-founder of of reddit so he could actively participate in the blm movement and contribute to that because he made a statement that he didn't want his daughter to grow up and ask him what did you do to support that cause and him say nothing Mm-hmm. And I support that. I think that's different than what the Kardashians said because he actually took initiative, whereas the Kardashians did not. So go, shout out to that white man. A white man. Go him. But yeah, and going back to Megan, like, you, you do you know, like, she was shot in the foot? You know, mm-hmm. there was a shooting. And it came out that Trey Songs, the rapper, that's his name, right? No, I think it was Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez. Oh my God, I'm going to hell. Ah, uh, <laughs> I've been saying Trey songs this whole time. <laughs> I've been saying Trey songs this whole time in conversation. It's to- I mean, I'm gonna Google search, but I'm pretty sure that Tory Lanez was the one that shot her. Oh my God, iconic. Oh. Uh. Yeah, it is Tory Lanez. Fuck. Yeah, but. He's the one who shot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot a few weeks ago. And the whole discourse of this all, black women really don't get shit and when they deserve everything. Black women are the blueprint, literally like the OGs of this planet, the in the trailblazers of our culture, like everything they literally give the world everything and anything and this is this is what happens to them. It's unfair. It's bullshit. It makes me so angry. The fact that people that are not of celebrity status and other celebrities came at Megan for that and shit on her for that. And when I say they shit on her, they made fun of her. They demeaned her for being interested in Tory Lanez. Like, Megan didn't know she was going to get fucking shot. You think she would have been there if she knew she was going to get shot in the fucking foot? She was trying to leave that conversation because it was getting heated. And this motherfucker had the audacity to shoot her in the foot. That is not something to joke about. That's not, that's someone, like, I could, I wouldn't be surprised if Megan has PTSD after that incident. And the fact that people on the internet are joking about it, making jokes, but then being like, Meg, when are you going to put out, like, the next song? Like, y'all are exploiting her for her talents. And when she needs you and she needs your, your love and your support, you are not there. That's pitiful. Yeah, it's like crickets. They disappear. And there, I think there was helicopter footage of, like, the shooting where, like, they were getting out of the car, Megan and them. 
And it came out that Megan Megan later said after the fact of the shooting that she was like telling the cops like oh don't shoot him don't shoot him or something like that she was like actively trying to like protect Tori's like life after he shot her you know and it's that black women always have to put everyone else like before them even when they've been hurt or like their lives are caught at or at risk of being lost again why does this keep happening why there's a malcolm x quote not to be cheesy but like he says the most disenfranchised person in america is the black woman something of that sort and it's so true so true i don't understand it no i agree um i think on so many levels okay hear my positive ass okay it's a good thing that we have megan the stallion on the scene because she has brought to life uh the struggles that black women face you know when when things like this happen how they are disenfranchised or when women in general let alone black women are trying to talk about their sexuality in a song god forbid you know like it's something like she gets shamed for it like why is going back to WAP, mm-hmm. why why is that something that women should be shamed for like I have heard the nastiest motherfucking lyrics from male rappers growing up my whole life, and I don't remember politicians ever giving a fuck, or anyone ever caring when a male was saying something sexual, because society views that inherent to being a male, but it's something nasty, it's something shameful when it comes to being a woman, you can't talk about that, you you can't talk about that. You're ruining the purity of our young girls. You know, you're a terrible example for young women. I just don't understand why people try to shame women for something so natural. But it's okay when a man does it. And there's no... I I don't see any real justification in that. I really don't. Um, And I think we could all take something from what happened with, with Meg and Tori Lanez, how she got shot, you know? Mm-hmm. We want to profit off of her, but we're not there for her when she needs it. And she just gives and gives and gives and gives. Mm-hmm. At what point do we give back? That part. That part. I completely agree. I completely agree. And that reminds me of, like, Azealia Banks, who I'm a fan of, and how she, a few recently, she said how, she posted a video where she said, she basically on her stories on Instagram was saying, Oh, like it's my time to go. Like I'm exhausted. People are going to keep stealing from me. Like I'm never going to get my credit. And she's like, I'm going to look up like, like euthanasia to like put me out or like, like that type of thing. And this was, and she, and people were freaking out. They're like, is she safe? Is she safe? But then she like, she like came out of it and she posted a video saying how you guys only want me when I'm up, but you have to be down there for me when I'm down. Yeah, and it's all about, again, we love black women when they entertain us, when they when they entertain us, essentially. But when they're hurting, where are we? We're not there. Some of us are. I don't want to generalize, but you know what I mean. Words, it's not the same. 
No, that's totally spot on. It's interesting that you said the word entertain. I was just learning about this concept of digital blackface the other day. I lo I know that concept. Yes, go off. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is this my pop off segment? I mean, do you want to save this for your pop off Did segment? Hello? Sorry, it got choppy. Yeah, but do you want to save this for your pop off segment? I think I do. Okay, because I have mine. Okay, we're going to get into that in a few minutes, like in a few minutes. But okay. when you're talking about male rappers and how they've been just saying the most disgusting things in lyrics for years. But the song I've been playing recently a lot. I don't know if you know it, but it's like slob on my knob. Uh, <laughs> I know. How the fuck do a bunch of dudes want to listen? A bunch of claiming hetero dudes want to listen to slob on my knob, but they won't listen for a woman talking about her wet ass pussy. Because when guys do it, it's cool. It's natural. It's boys being boys. It's guys being guys. Isn't there, a, isn't there a line in the song where he's like, lick my butt, lick my butt. Like, he's literally yeah. saying, lick my butt. I think there is I, something like that. I don't know about that, but the slob on my knob, like, y'all got me fucked up. How are you really going to shit on Megan and Cardi? But when your boy's over here saying slob on my knob, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm down with that. Double standards, this misogyny, misogynoir. The, I mean, come on now. It's all this, it's all this time. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. So before we get in our pop-off segment, which I'm going to do my first ever one. I don't know why I haven't been doing them like in every episode, but I just realized I could do it too. So I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, so before we get into it, I just want to ask you, like, what like media or like cultural things have you been consuming lately? Like whether it be music, films, TV shows, a book, a podcast. Other than your favorite one, which you're on right now. But, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, does it have to be news media? No, it has to. It can be music. It can Any be media. anything. Literally anything. My favorite media. Okay, so I'm on a podcast binge. Obviously, yours is one of them. But I think your podcast, like, got me into the whole podcast realm. And I've been on this podcast called Spiritual Shit by this chick named Aaliyah and it's honestly waking me up to all the ways in which I need to heal myself and one of those ways right now I think is healing my inner child um and that's a whole ass other conversation that's a whole another episode sis <laughs> that is another episode um but I'm fucking with that right now uh spiritual shit and that book biased i mentioned earlier is very informative because it talks about racism from a cognitive standpoint as well as a cultural standpoint and brings in the justice system so it's very interesting it's a lot there's a lot of intersectionality um on the topic of racism um as far as as uh, as music media i've just been on soundcloud but what have you been bumping Oh Lord, have mercy! These are some like fucking chopped and screwed. You know, you know. I, I mean, since you said SoundCloud, like I know what you mean. And as a SoundCloud user, like pretty much, like whatever you listen on SoundCloud, it just is what it is. 
No further she explanation. Lives. Yeah, I completely get that. We love some chopped and screwed. We love that. Yes, absolutely. I would say that's probably what I've been binging on media. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get ready to pop off. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, this segment is called Pop Off. It's the segment of the show where a guest and I will each go one by one and go off on anything in the culture, something that upsets us, that we're tired of, that we don't want to see, that makes our blood boil, and we hate to see. Okay, so Paige, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay, you have the floor. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Go. Thank you, mamas. All right. We ready to pop the fuck off on digital blackface. I just learned about that recently, and I was quaking, quaking, shaking in my boots on a Zoom call with the class that I learned it from. I think it's a New York Times uh, video on YouTube. It was New York Times. Basically, digital blackface, they did um, a study, like, for example, with Giphy, which is like the leading platform for GIFs, Mm -hmm. whether it's on your iPhone, your Samsung. um, They did Giphy, and the number one GIF that's used to express happiness in America is that that GIF of Oprah with her arms out in front of the audience, like shaking her head and and just she has her mouth open. And so then they go into uh, in that video about how even on Bitmoji, you you can have like let's say I have like a white Bitmoji mm-hmm. uh, character. They're stealing from Black culture basically when your Bitmoji says damn and when i say damn i mean d-a-y-u-m-m shit like that um like for real like shit like that with their bitmoji characters or even uh the ain't nobody got time for that woman yeah on the news like the 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 regular real life black people that are on the news that sometimes there isn't even anything funny about what they said but people will literally intentionally go take that footage and like remix it, make it a meme. Yeah. Make it a meme. And it comes from this subconscious desire to see black people perform. Mm-hmm. Ooh. This is going back to what you said about entertain about people want to see Azalea Banks entertain. They want to see black people entertain, but they don't want to acknowledge when black people are suffering or going through any other real human emotion. So digital blackface even extends to like using black linguistics like um i think there was this thing on twitter or there still is where people will be saying child like a southern old southern black grandma child and it looks like chile like i've been C-H- i said chile for a minute yeah like c-h-i-l-e and they'll be like "Ooh, child and it's like that's not something that you would normally say so why are you using that like why are you appropriating that language that doesn't belong to you and digital and even like i stopped saying and i oop because i feel like that doesn't belong to me that i shouldn't be using it it's Mm -hmm. not something that i would be saying 
But it came from, uh, I think it came from a meme of a black woman. Jasmine Masters, who is a drag queen, and she was on RuPaul's Drag Race, and she's an icon. Jasmine Masters. But yeah, go it on. It came from Jasmine Masters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so that doesn't belong to me. I'm going to stop saying, or I, I did stop saying it, not even I'm going to. Like, as soon as I saw that New York Times video on digital blackface, I was like, well, fuck me. I have no place trying to fit this into my my language it's not it's not something that i would have said otherwise so why am i saying it now it's ridiculous and even just how people they see they were going into this uh in this video about how non-black people see black people as quote unquote animated more animated than non-black people are and i thought back to like so many conversations I've had with friends over the years where they send gifts to express an emotion and it's always a black person mm -hmm. like 99% of the time it's a black person and that is digital blackface mm -hmm. it's not representative of me or you so why are we using it exactly and this is a, a, a reckoning I've been having on my own also because I've one of my classmates uh, former classmates now uh she on Twitter she said I don't she said something like I don't like it when non-black people use black people as memes and I was like hmm I never thought about it that way and then I learned about digital blackface because Wired magazine they had a cover story recently about digital blackface and it was really well I recommend everyone go read it I'm gonna send you the link after this call but it's just like it's so normalized because we think it's for laughs, right? And I, in my own group chats, bruh, the gays, honey, let me tell you, the gays, <laughs> the number of gays, white or not, they'll be like, there's a black woman inside me. You know that thing, that yeah. thing? And it's so disgusting. And it's appropriation. And bruh, they're, all of them are like, girl. Exactly. And that oop. Or like all those things that are black, that, that were made by black people. It's just, it's so normalized. Because, bruh, they think racism is only when it's violent, you know? When it's like prejudicial. They, they don't understand that it's passive or it could be like through memes even, you know? They don't understand appropriation is racism. Right, they don't understand racism on the micro level. They only get it on... A macro level mm -hmm. and I've been calling out my friends in group chats who are I literally told them one time I was like one of my class one of my classmates who happens to be black tweeted the tweet I just said to you and they were and so I'm like I don't know about y'all but I'm gonna stop using black I'm gonna stop using memes who have that happen to have black people in them and they're like okay and then they intentionally used black meme memes that had people that had black people in it to my to they, they used those memes in response to what i said to troll me can you imagine <laughs> and i'm still I friends can, with these hoes i can't imagine but honestly like i'm ready to have a long deep conversation and potentially cut off the people in my life that that are too stubborn to see that this is actually perpetuating a larger problem it is because it it dehumanizes black people 
exactly it puts them into that performer status where we want to see them perform we think of them as animated we dehumanize them but when they actually need us the most we're not there exactly and i think a lot of people appropriate that type of culture black culture specifically obviously uh and it's because they use it as a substitute for a personality because they have no fucking personality because they don't know who the fuck they are because they're too chicken shit to actually look inside themselves look at themselves in the eye and decide whether or not they like themselves and then have to do the work to find themselves that's what it is and i, I think that's the period i think that's the end note on that conversation because that's that okay 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 so my for my pop-off segment um a little prelude to it uh i did a 10 second version of it last week on my instant stories when someone asked me a question so i'm just gonna continue off of that okay so here's my pop-off for the week okay people the people who say 2020 is such a bad year make it stop make it stop it's horrible when in fact the year isn't bad the year, because the year isn't doing anything bad to us it's the systems in place that are making bad things happen because people are like oh 2020 is over in x amount of months i'm like sis these systems are still gonna be around after 2020 they're gonna be here 2021 and the foreseeable future if we don't do something about it because this whole rhetoric of like 2020 is horrible like it's so bad corona happened uh george floyd was murdered brianna taylor was murdered um rbg just passed away yada yada yeah but like for example rbg's death we shouldn't our democracy shouldn't have to hang on the life of one person that system is fucked from inception, from its origin. That's police, fucked up. Police, public servants. Think of it. Public servants. I'm going to say it one more time in case you didn't hear that. I'm going to say it with you. Public, public servants. servants. Are shooting civilians in the street. Shooting civilians in their sleep ending lives that they don't have the rhyme or reason to end and getting away with it and getting away with it and so that's why i believe this whole notion because whenever whenever something outrageously bad happens and twit and the social media is like 2020 is so bad oh my sis it's gonna be bad long <laughs> after 2020 stop it Say something original. Like, give us give us another crumb. Give us something original, girl. Come on, give us something else. But it's the same. It's always the locals from high school that always say this shit, you know? <laughs> that makes it worse. And I feel like that's very telling. If this is what the locals perpetuate, it's very much that. And I think this, is, this goes back to what we were speaking earlier about how people only look at the micro and not the macro. And it's so annoying because nothing's going to get solved if we don't look at both at the same time. And I don't know what the fuck 2021 is going to look like, but 2020 is putting us through training, sis. It's making us resilient, you know? So I guess shout out to 2020. 2020 is that bitch. 
that bitch a cultural reset literally a cultural reset oh my god i i don't know what but yeah that's pretty much what i had to say but again okay little like little wrap up for it just things aren't gonna get any better if nothing gets changed you can't just complain about how bad the year has been if you don't acknowledge the systems that perpetuate all the awfulness in it that's correct that's entirely correct but uh taking this full circle it goes back to people being uneducated in our country keeping them uneducated and them not knowing how to fix the systems in place but that's a whole ass other conversation but i agree i the same thing like when people tell me, like, customers in my store, and they're like, oh my god, I just can't wait for this year to be over. And I'm just like, you realize over is in a few months, and we haven't made any progress on coronavirus. People still dying. People of color still getting shot. Nothing is, nothing is going anywhere unless you make it go somewhere. Exactly. I think I might even write something about this whole thing phenomenon i just said because it's so annoying and like like it's so widespread that so many people think about it but yeah i agree with you oh my god it's so bad it's so bad Ah, i'm uh... anyways anyways oh that reminds me to you know how i think it's gonna be a funny end note to end on uh i don't know i post you know how when you google something and like the popular recommendations or popular searches will pop up yes i did that this morning i was gonna i the, i googled something this morning and the phrase i put in was what do i do right and that's all i put in i didn't finish what i was going to type in and the recommendations that pop up were the first one in, in order what the first one was what do i do with my life the second one was what do i do if i get COVID 19 and then the <laughs> third one was what do I do if I get tested positive for COVID-19? And for I posted it on my story and I said how I love how aimless existential dread is still affecting more people than the existential dread from a global virus pandemic. You know, because to me that shows that at least something is more powerful than Ms. Rona. Because Ms. Rona has had us. So I'm just like, I love people not knowing what to do with their lives is still more important, more popular than Ms. Rona. I, mm, but then again, I feel like Ms. Rona was that catalyst. I mean, what do I do with my life has never been a bigger question than right now. Damn, you're right. You're right. It's all, they're, they're, they, they're connected. You're right. That makes sense. That's so true. Oh my god. And another perspective though, like a more optimistic one, is that like they Google what do I do with my life because they want to live. Because they want to know what to do. You know what I mean? Or like have some hope. I don't know. That's that's me trying to spin it as an optimistic thing. (laughs) But like, yeah. Is my water bottle half full or half empty? It's half full. Oh, thank you. It's half full. That's what I needed. That's what I needed. That's what we need more of is 2020. There's, 
there's this one Fiona Apple lyric from her song The First Taste off of her debut album Criminal from 1996, which is really good because I'm a Fiona Apple stan. But there's a lyric in it where she says, she says, she says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. Give me a second. Oh, my. Okay, play the Jeopardy music in the meantime. Okay, here we go. It's, it's, full, <laughs> it's, full is not heavy as empty. Wait, you gotta say that again. She said, full is not heavy as empty. Ms. Apple got me fucked up. Full is not heavy as empty. Why are you hitting me with all the sad shit today? Because I'm a, I'm a sad girl. I'm a sad girl. But uh, I stand on Apple. But it's a first taste. It's a really good song. I'll send you that along with the article. But yeah. I'm going to get that tatted above my ass cheeks. Full is not heavy as empty. Damn. <laughs> Rupee car found dead. Um, <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to wrap it up. And I just want to say thank you for coming and for being a guest on the podcast. This episode really flew by. Honestly, like it flew by. Oh my God. I, I don't, Wow. And I could have like a bunch more with you. And I, I feel like you're going to be on here. In the future. You're going to be on here for another episode. In the future. Yes. Yes. I mean, I say that as if it wasn't already going to happen. You know? <laughs> like, I feel like you would have been on anyway. But, like, yeah. I better be. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, okay. just thank you for coming and sharing your wisdom, your insight. And continue to be the bad bitch. We all know you are. I will continue to be that bitch. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and I'm glad we were able to touch on these topics that are affecting everyone right now. We got a little deep. We got deep. We went to the deep side of the pool, sis, but we didn't drown. We yeah. we we got back. We made it back to safety. But yeah, any final thoughts? Any any little any final thoughts? Anything? I'm still hung up on RBG or RGB. And I have to say red, green, blue in order to not get it fucked up in my head. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. RBG. RBG. The, ori the original girl boss. <laughs> oh, the original Ruth Bader gangsta Gins Gin Ginsburg. The OG. RIP to RBG. And just rest in power, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, Tony McDade, Atiana Jefferson, Michael Brown, Trayvon and Martin. Countless others. Oh. And countless others. And with that, onward. Onward, bitch. <laughs>